What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. This week, I sat down with New York rapper Masai and New Jersey producer Jay Words, who produced The Beat You're Hearing right now. We spoke about ratchet movie theaters, growing up watching Spike Lee and Harry Potter movies, the benefits of taking a year off from performing due to COVID, and how movies inspired the process behind Masai's recent solo project with The Shifts, Jay Words' latest project Sonic Liberation, and their group album Velocity as the duo Air. Come fuck with us. What's cracking, y'all? Um, welcome back to, I guess, another episode of Real Notes. This is the second one. It still feels very weird to say that, but like, we're here. We're out here going crazy. Um, I have two incredibly special guests with me. Um, I've been following both of them for a couple of years, but they've been holding it down for a while. Um, Jay Words and Masai are here. They're not in the studio because we're not in a studio, but we're all here together. Thank y'all for coming on to my shit. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, for Thanks for having us. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm glad y'all are here too. It's um. Um, you know, like I said before, I've only, I've only really, um, I got put on to both of y'all probably, I want to say last year and just seeing like the, seeing like the growth of y'all or, or, or maybe even 2019, it's, it's, it's been at least a year or two. I can't remember anymore, mm-hmm. but, um, I'll make, and seeing how you've grown over the course of the last year and a half, both separately and together has been like really beautiful. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk to y'all about movies. So let's go. <laughs> Um, so the very first question I have for both of you is, uh, when was the first time that both of you went to the movies? The first time? Yeah, the very first time. Yeah. Uh, I remember my, well, I don't remember it that well, but I remember going to the movies was, like, one of those fun things to do, so, Mm -hmm. like, I went, I went to it when I was younger. There was, like, this, like, cheap ad movie theater on, in my neighborhood that the kids would go to and, like, it was just a ratchet ass spot like they would go to and do like naughty shit <laughs> so you know it was just a place to go to and you know it was very cheap it was like five dollars and shit or something like that so that was my first experience at the movies i don't know what movie i saw though I forgot yeah we had one of those types of movie theaters too in my hood like um in east new york mm. um Lindenwood multiplex like everybody, <laughs> everybody goes there super ratchet you already know the customer service yeah. is not gonna be good yo <laughs> terrible yeah but the movies they showed movies so but the yeah, first time I cannot remember at all my family is like they're all movie buffs so I feel like I grew up watching a lot of movies I can't remember which um which movie I went to see first. But I have memories of like Spy Kids. Mm-hmm, like, this is my early, early memories of like Spy Kids and Harry Potter. Oh yeah, I love Harry Potter. Yeah. I was like obsessed with Harry Potter actually. I fell in love with him at a young age. I was like, I had dreams of all this. <laughs> About Harry Potter. Cause I guess that was like the first male guy that I idolized. And I also read the book too, so. Mm-hmm. I remember watching uh, Scooby Doo like at a very young age in the movie theaters. Uh, the live action like, joint. Yeah, yeah, like the live. I remember that too. I definitely went to the yeah. movies to see that too. <laughs> yeah. 
that shit that shit kind of scarred me low key because they had scrappy looking crazy like he was like, <laughs> like, he's like turned into a mod like that was a lot <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah um i um, um, um i wanted, I wanted to, do, to double back on the bit about the theaters though because yeah we def yeah like we had a few um we had a few of those in jersey too there was this one in um uh there was this one uh it's called essex greens uh it's i think it's a dining theater now but like oh wow. uh, um nice. but but like but like but like even when they changed it like the service was always terrible and like <laughs> me and a whole me and a whole bunch of my homeboys went to go see what was it i think we saw legion we, we, we were trying oh to go God. see legion but me and one of my other boys we didn't have our driver's licenses so we couldn't show id to get in so mm-hmm. we bought it we bought tickets to go see the we we bought tickets to go see the lovely bones and they tr- and they tried to like all the people who were um the people who worked at the theater thought we were trying to sneak in with our friends and they were like hey we're watching you and i'm like the fuck are you like no like we're not trying to sneak in fucking legion like what are you talking about like but but we did go in early because like they just they just didn't give a fuck so we kind of like wandered in we walked into the theater we were supposed to be at and they were playing um y'all ever see that sandra bullock movie the blind side yeah <laughs> so like the blind side, you know, what no i was just saying you haven't seen the blind side i'm always kind of like jen is making fun stuff, of me because i never saw no no i'm not making fun of you i'm just saying you know it's kind of a terrible like not a terrible movie but it's not like when i was a kid i didn't I don't know. It didn't feel right, like, that movie. Like, I don't know. Wait, is that movie. when... No, 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 no. Forget it. That's Premonition. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow, Blast from the Past. That's another bad <laughs> movie. But it's, like, yeah. fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we, so, so we walked into the theater, and they were playing The Blind Side, like, upside down and in reverse. Like, they were, like, rewinding <laughs> the... I, I don't know why that happened. Because I didn't think you needed to, like, rewind celluloid. I, or, I don't even know if they were still using celluloid at that point. So, like, we just walk in and just, like, see that. And we're like, uh, uh okay. So we just walked mm-hmm. out and waited. And then we made it about 20 minutes into the Lonely Bone, uh, uh, the Lovely Bones. And then our boy just walked. He, like, stormed into the theater and was like, get up. We're leaving. And we're like... Uh, all right, uh-huh. so we get up and leave. They spent the entire car ride home complaining about how Legion was fucking trash. That was. Uh, <laughs> so we, damn. So, so y'all are trying to get into the trash movie. I guess. And you were yeah, having fun I mean, watching like, your movie. The Lovely Bones wasn't much better. Like it was, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine, but it wasn't like, like, like I think we like. I remember it being like. I think one of us was like, that was the most average movie I've ever seen in my life. So like, <laughs> but like, I've only seen 20 minutes of it and I never watched it again. So I got to try okay. it. Again. I guess I got to try funny. it. How old were you? You were young as hell. I must've been, oh no, nah, I must've been like middle school, high school age. Um, maybe high school age. Hmm. It was, it was sometime mm. in the mid two thousands. I don't remember what year it was. I was like fairly young, but not like, but not like a kid, you know, mm-hmm. mm. something like that. Damn, I wish I yeah. could remember. Um, so the both of y'all kind of talked about movies, like you kind of touched a little bit about movies that you fell in love with as as uh, um, um, when y'all were young. So, like, are there like are there any other particular movies that you like? You know, you know, like Messiah, you were talking about Spy Kids. Like, is there anything else that kind of stuck with you as a as a kid? As like, oh damn, like this movie's crazy. 
For sure. I think, like, I really liked Spy Kids for, like, the kid culture vibe. Like, that was, I feel like it was such a phenom, like, a phenom, like, at that time. But mm-hmm. my favorite movie, and it's still my favorite movie till this day. That's how I know it's really my favorite movie, because um, I loved it as a kid. I would watch it over and over again. But Crooklyn, Ooh, like, by uh, Spike Lee, that movie is, like... It's beautiful. And me watching it as an adult, I'm still like, wow, this is still so beautiful. <laughs> you know? Very good. I don't think I've watched that one. Actually. What do you say? I've seen it. I don't think I've watched that one. Yo, let's watch it. I might have watched it. I, I had like a Spike Lee phase like where I was just watching every movie of his. Mm-hmm. I might have watched them. But... All his movies are pretty great, honestly. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crooklyn is the one where um, it basically follows the journey of just the summertime, basically, with um, this like young girl and in, in Brooklyn. But it's like she goes to um, she goes down south to visit her family during the summer. And it just kind of like follows that experience. It's just mad cool because it relates so much to like just a general feeling of black culture, but specifically as it pertains to, you know, a young black girl from Brooklyn. So I was just like, mm-hmm. oh shit, like this you is can relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I heard um it's been a minute since I've seen Crooklyn, cause like yeah, cause yeah, cause um, um, cause like Jay Words was saying, um, uh, my father had every Spike Lee movie on DVD up until Bamboozled. So I so like I just okay. like in high in high school I just watched all like and they were all like still wrapped and shit. He just bought them, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, nobody's using these, so let me just watch these. And that was right. one of the well. that was one of the first ones I saw. Crooklyn, and uh, I didn't grow up in Brooklyn, but I but I. I, I can't remember who told me this, but somebody I read I either read it somewhere or somebody told me that Crooklyn was one of the most authentic representations of like a Brooklyn neighborhood they'd ever seen on film. And Definitely. like wow, like so so like, so, so, like growing, so, so like growing up in Brooklyn, um Messiah, how do you how do you just because I'm curious, like how do you feel Crooklyn reflect ref, uh, reflected the neighborhood you grew up in? Um yeah, definitely like just being a kid like the way that we would treat each other as kids like that culture of like you know hand games but like who gets authority like the older the older girls on the block or the older kids Mm -hmm. on the block would be the ones that the young kids follow and like it just represented that culture and it was like in Bed-Stuy that it took place but it took place during the 70s Mm -hmm. so there is a slight difference but seeing the way that it's still is still so the same is like beautiful down to the accents like you know in the movie it's just like real brooklyn like you know mm-hmm. that's fire yeah, yeah um if i remember correctly i think do the right thing also takes place in bed too mm-hmm. like a yeah. lot of spike lee's movies take place in bed now that i think about mm-hmm. it i don't know if all of them do but, mo- but, but but like all the ones in most of the ones in new york do so right, exactly. That's really interesting. Um, is he from New York? Spike me. Yeah. yeah, he's from he's from Bed Stuy, so oh. that's why. Oh, that's wow. yeah. <laughs> that's why he does that. Yeah. yeah. Recounting his, I think Crickland was actually like the main character is about like that's his sister. 
Oh, um, oh. Joy, right? Or Jody? I forget. Joy, yeah, yeah. Joy, yeah. I think it's Joy. That's fire. Um, Jen, what about you? Uh, um, like, cause, cause before you kind of mentioned like Harry Potter and stuff like that, but like, were there any, was there any other movies that you kind of gravitated towards as a kid that made you like, be like, oh shit, like this is a movie. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I didn't become consciously aware of like movies that I actually liked till I reached like a certain age and shit. Uh, when I became like 17, I started watching like all the movies that I really like. She's like, oh my God, this is a movie, you know, like inspirational films. Um, I'm thinking about one. Uh, I, I really love the Truman Show um, by Jim Carrey and shit because that mm-hmm. movie was pretty wild. Like when I saw it, I was like, what the fuck? Like shit's so crazy. Like, <laughs> and then I saw The Matrix too, but I felt like The Matrix was good, obviously, but I felt like The Truman Show was kind of better for me. Like it, it was like a better representation like a better way to grasp but like that you know what they're trying to say and shit you know right yeah, yeah just yeah, yeah it's like the whole perception and just like questioning your surroundings thing like the that yeah. was yeah yeah like especially especially because like I didn't realize this until really recently but that movie kind of like the movie predated the reality tv boom that happened in the 2000s like that wasn't a thing mm-hmm. yet and it kind of like mm-hmm. It, it, I, I, I guess it kind of predicted it. It's almost kind of spooky in that way. That is kind of spooky. Uh, that is pretty spooky, actually. Because, yeah, because, uh, I don't know, just the way they made that movie seem, like, it was pretty wild. Like, and I feel like at that, when I was, like, 17 and I watched that movie, um, I was like, wow. Uh, it made me question my surroundings and shit and, like, how I'm living my life and stuff mm. like that. So, yeah. I feel yeah, that. Right. Great movie. Yeah, for real. That was um to this day it might still be Jim Carrey's best or at least his best like not specifically comedic movie. Yeah, comedy. Yeah, cuz he's like a comedian <laughs> but like his non-comedic stuff is so fire too like even like there's this other show that's called that he is like a recent show and not really funny it's like dark humor. I forgot the name of it. But oh, the one where he's, he's like right? the Mr. Rogers guy, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's just not really being funny. He's born being like oh, wow, another instant like Huh? So I have to tap in to now, this is a crazy okay, ass show. It's, the Rogers? It's, kind of, it's called uh I think it's I'll called- look it up right now. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up right now. Um but yeah, I ha- I um, um I haven't tapped in yet either, but I heard good things. Mm-hmm. Um I just I just saw that it was like he's like he's like a sad Mr. Rogers and he like runs the show and I think like Tyler the Creator is on an episode and people are making a big deal about that, but I mm-hmm. I, I never got to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, hmm, maybe not. But oh, it's it, called Kidding. Kidding. There we go. Yeah, Kidding. Mm-hmm. And it was on Showtime, it's, right? It's on Hulu right now. Mm, all right. Yeah, I I feel like I want to watch it again too because it's a pretty great show. It's kind of like the Truman Show, but not really. But like the same type of. I guess if that was a genre, that's like the same type of genre. Mm. of like self-realization and like what you're actually getting like the information you're giving out and shit you know like but this this show is pretty wild like it's kind of old you guys should watch it for yourselves <laughs> no nah, i definitely gotta tap in you ever see you ever, um y'all ever see man on the moon uh the movie where jim carrey played andy kaufman no i don't think so because because that one's pretty wild too it's kind of like it's 
um, Andy Kaufman was a really, he was just a really fucked up dude who just went through a lot of things and was just like, he was, he was, he, he was like a shock comedian. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys know who Andy Kaufman is, but like, um, yeah. oh, 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 I know, I know which one you're talking about. I know which one you're talking about, but he plays this crazy ass role where, uh, yeah, I know of the movie, but I never watched it. Right. That he reenacts that guy's life or something like that. And he's like, yeah. This, uh, Weird ass dude that he like wrestled with women or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I saw that shit. That shit was weird. <laughs> that shit was weird as hell. Yeah, weird. Yeah, weird is definitely the word. And he was um he was the Tony Clifton dude too. It was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jim Carrey honestly like is a great actor. Like, yeah, he, he's crazy. <laughs> he taps into so many different roles, you know, like so many different parts. And I like his non-comedic stuff, even though he's funny, but sometimes I feel like he tried to be OD funny, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. to be funny, now. like, too much. Yeah, his comedy yeah. is bizarre. It's just, like, his face, his facial expressions and his, like... Yeah. He's just, like, a... He is, like... I don't even know. Uh, an anomaly as... Uh, like, his characters are just, like, are you even human? Like, it's, an, it's another entity. I don't know. Yeah, right. Like he taps into some wild shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's even crazier when he does like, cause like, cause like he made a horror movie called The Number Twenty Three, too. And like oh, yeah. seeing that. him do stuff like that, just knowing how wild he can get, it's like, why are you so? It, it's almost like it almost makes it creepier, cause it's like you're like grounded mm-hmm. right now, and I'm not I, like <laughs> it, it's just weird to think about like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so just considering all of that, um, when did y'all first start, when did the, when did the both of y'all start considering uh, bringing music into your lives? Like, when did you first start really thinking like, I wanna make music? Um, for me, um, I, I was in music from like a young age just because I was surrounded by it, like in church and like my family. So it was always something that I had interest in doing, but I would say that when I got to middle school, that's kind of when it like cemented for me, like, okay, yeah, like I want to make music and actually have it be, you know, a like career maybe of mine. Um, Cause before that I was like trying to do like, I used to think I was going to be a lawyer but that's just because I've been like I was just like a smart ass as a kid. And I always wanted to question things and like be like why to my parents and shit. So <laughs> I think I thought that I would be like a good defender or something. <laughs> um, but I'm like no. When I got to middle school, I was like, yeah, what the hell was I thinking? None of that. When you so, yeah. when you got to middle school, when did um like what was the moment that made you be like fuck it, I want to do music. I think my interest in um, studying and shit went down for one. (laughs) Like I was like in elementary school, I was about it, like on the scholarly shit. And then when I got to middle school, it went downhill. One reason probably because I went to like a a gifted school where you had to take a test to get in. So everybody was super like, on their scholar, like I'm better than all of these other kids vibe. And I think that that kind of defeated me a little bit. And then um, I was just like, okay, I want to just get into something creative. I started realizing shit about my life. 
you know, I think I went through like kind of like a depressive state actually <laughs> in middle school. Um, and I think I channeled everything into like creating at that time. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Jen, what about you? When did, when, did you, when, did you first, when did you first realize you wanted to do music as like a permanent thing? Um, when I was in high school, um, I wasn't really creative when I was younger. Like, I don't know. I was just always, I guess I was just a regular kid, I guess. But I listened to a lot of music and I was like, I love listening to underground music and finding new music. And that was like my thing and shit in high school and stuff. And um, then I wanted to be an accountant because I was like good with math or whatever. And then I just was like, oh, you should probably do some music and like, be like a music engineer or something, work in the studio or something. I'm like, oh, shit, that would be so cool, you know? So that same year, like, I started going to shows and started, like, you know, being more out there. And, like, you know, I'm, I live in Jersey, too, but I live in Union City. So I live very close to the city. Uh, so I always went to New York at a young age and stuff. And then um, that same year, I was, like, 17. This all happened when I was 17. Like, I feel like my awakening and shit. <laughs> but... Um, then I just started, you know, making music. I was like a senior in high school and I took like music production class and uh, piano classes and stuff like that. And I was in a band. So, you know, that was like my first little inch to music at that time. And then like the band broke up and I just started making, like I started making beats and stuff. Like um, I was probably like 18 or 19. Mm. I was like, <laughs> I, got, I was like kind of late. Um, won't make the music, but young still kind of, you know. But we're here now. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so like around this time, like, what were y'all listening to, like, for both of you in like middle school slash high school? I was listening to, um, like I said, I was like listening to underground music. So I was listening to like Blue and Exile and um, Our Future, of course, you know. Um, ASAP Rocky. There's a lot of rap stuff actually. And then I started. I was in the band, and I started listening to like more band stuff, getting to like Marjolta and like um, the Doors and like psychedelic bands and stuff like that. Carlos Santana, Jimi Hendrix, and all that. So I was into salsa a lot too. So yeah, a lot of different genres back then. Well, still now. <laughs> that's beautiful. Masai, what about you? Um, what was I listening to? I mean, middle school to high school era, I think I went through a couple of phases for sure, but I was listening to a lot of rap shit as well. Um, who was that on? Like, I had a big Lupe Fiasco phase, I had like, um, me too, yo. That like the biggest phase of Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> Same here, I was like obsessed with his music. Right. I was like, oh yeah, he's telling the truth. <laughs> um who else? Um I listened to a lot of like Neo Soul and shit. Um Ryan Leslie. Um Jasmine Sullivan. Um fucking I'm trying to think. I feel like I listened to a lot of different things. I listened to a lot of battle rap. 
or like battle rappers. Cassidy, I had a big Cassidy phase. Ah, yeah, I was waiting for um, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as well as like the, I don't want to call them or late categorize them anything, but the woke rappers or like, um, no, they're all great rappers. I'm thinking like most of the, you know, Black Thought. I fucked with a lot of Slaughterhouse at, you know, point in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that era, Joe Budden was wild. All, all, all of them were wild. Like, like, like him and Royce were just on some other shit. And right. Yeah. Royce was Royce was one of my favorites. Yeah, because that was because yeah, that was the era when he brought out the bazooka on camera, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Royce Royce was on some other shit, and um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. To like um, to back up both of you, I also had a really big Lupe phase. Like, Food and Liquor was an extremely formative album for me as a kid, son. Like. Mm-hmm. I let yeah like I remember when I first heard it was Kit Push, and mm-hmm. um the what was the other one that really it was Kit Push Daydreaming and American Terrorist were the three songs that I oh liked. American Terrorist yeah 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 that, I like that, that one like, I won't I won't lie that might have changed my life like <laughs> really, really, really. that yeah. was that was that was a whole yeah that was a head bust it was very crazy so um so while y'all are kind of forming your musical identities. Was there ever a period of time where you got um, where where the both of you consciously linked music and film in your head? Like, did they ever kind of like have any interplay with you? Like, even 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 something as simple as like appreciating a score in a movie or something. But like, it could go wherever you want. Like, was there ever a point where those two things kind of interconnected? Um. Yeah, for me. Um, for sure. Like when I got to, um, high school and maybe a little bit in middle school too, there were times where, so I went to high school for theater. Um, and so there was a lot of like, I thought, I thought at a moment that I was interested in musical theater, which I feel like is a lot like, you know, film, um, in the way that, you know, it's music involved, but it's also like depicting or telling the story. That's right. Um, so I think that's kind of when I intersected them. Like during in high school, I was like, "Oh man!" Like or music videos, you know, like just like being like, "Oh yeah!" Like if I had a music video, I could incorporate this like these theatrics into it, and like vice versa. That's dope. What was your um? What was your favorite music video? If you had to like pick one. Like at that time. That era? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Here uh, <I> my, <laughs> mine was um the Missy Ellen uh video mm-hmm. with Ciara and shit. I was obsessed with that video. Mm-hmm. And Ciara's uh video with two step, those two videos were, mm-hmm. I, would, I would wait on MTV just to see those two videos. So Missy Elliott had great videos. Oh, she had yeah. the best videos. I was obsessed with her videos. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, like, I just love watching them. Like, when her video yeah. came on, oh my God. Mm. Like, okay. yeah, yeah, nah, man. Missy, Missy, Missy and Busta Rhymes to me had the best, the best rap videos. Yeah. Oh my God. Busta Rhymes, too. Yo, what? I love Busta Rhymes. I wish you could get I'm on a, my beats nowadays. <laughs> I'm going to be that one and say it and bring this person's name up, but Kanye. <laughs> Kanye's videos at that time I think that's who I was on 
I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this shit crazy. See, nah. No, yeah. Kanye West was a shit back then. Right? I mean, you know. No question. Like, yeah, like, that's but valid. But for me, um, sorry. I was gonna say, uh, um, about the movie and theater and music thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's uh, seeing, like, different scores in movies and stuff like that, and then some scores were, like, just made for the movie and shit like that. That was pretty cool for me, so. I always wanted to score a movie or a show or a video game. Wow. Um, That's fire because I could definitely, I could definitely see the music you produce, like being used in a game. Like, like, yeah, I always saw that too. What was sometimes I, I feel like I just make music for games. People just like it. so 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 wait a minute let's go there for a second like like did you did you grow up playing a lot of games or was that just kind of like something that was just in the periphery not really no i was poor we didn't have no playstation or nothing here we had a game boy we were playing the game boy and shit i love the game boy and shit but i always loved like video game music though like what i when i went to a friend's house and they had like a station It'll be like the craziest songs ever that like you, you can't really find nowhere else but in those games. Especially like back then, there was no Spotify or Bandcamp and shit, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So some of those soundtracks were summoned my wild to me. And shit. But I don't, I don't remember what game. I never had like my own like PlayStation or anything like that. Just the Game Boy. Right. I know, um, speaking of the PlayStation, I know there are a lot of, uh, um, I know there's a lot of producers who kind of got their first start on that MTV music generator game. The, um, I, it was either for PS1 or PS2. It was like, you oh, just wow. put it in and it was like, it was just like a whole little, it, it, it was, it was basically like you had like Fruity Loops or Logic on your PlayStation and you could just like make, oh, beat. Wow. it was, it was pretty yeah. crazy. I never had that, it myself. Yeah. I wish I could remember. What Do they you still have that? That's fire if they would if they made something like that right now. If they don't, um, I, I don't know. So but yeah, I agree. Like, <laughs> like it's really, it's really, it's really just like free money waiting for them. Like, like, like whoever decides to make like a like a beat maker for a game system, like yeah, that would be all over that. Like, that's so cool. I'm thinking like, <laughs> imagine back then, like, you're, like you're like mad young, you're playing this video game, but it also has this music generator. You could just make a beat real quick. Mm-hmm. and it's not even a big deal because back then they didn't even think about it like that they just add stuff like that to shit you know like mm-hmm. to like try shit out you know what I mean mm-hmm. but on my Switch I have this Korg app that is like a little logic oh, able to on, your, cool. on the Switch yeah it's pretty cool oh, Korg did that yeah Yo, shout out to the Switch wow. too I got mine in the other room <laughs> yeah it's pretty good $40 and it has some awesome sounds you know that's not bad. I'm trying to promote them, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's take um real quick. Let's take it back to the scoring thing. So like, so yeah, so like, was there ever like, was there a was there a specific movie or like a TV show or something that you watched and that kind of pushed you toward like, oh, maybe maybe I could score something in the future. Um. Well, it didn't happen until I was like a little older and conscious of scoring and what that really was you know but i seen um the movie the show stranger things um the people that made it were like they made it on moog and korg like since and stuff like that and i was like wow that's so cool like that was when i really first really thought like oh maybe i could like score a whole like fucking 
alien show with like my sense or something like that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so because they were using the same equipment as i use you know so i was like that's pretty cool you know so that's when i first really thought like i'll be so down to like the score film you know mm-hmm. especially like a sci-fi film or some shit like that you know mm-hmm. yeah that's, nah. like, there's this uh there's this really dope show that i love called infinity train um it started on cartoon oh we watched it we watched it (laughs) messiah put me on (laughs) wow so okay watching that shit one day i was like what the hell is this so cool i love i love shit like that when i first saw adventure time when i saw like like all those fucking shows uh even steven's universe was great you know even the music in steven's universe is really great music in that show was fire son yo okay so Okay, so I know I'm talking to the right people because y'all already knew about Infinity. Oh, crazy. Because everybody nobody <laughs> that talks to knows about this fucking show. And like, mm. uh, it's just, so, um, they're, uh, they're putting out the fourth and final season, uh, oh, April 15th, fire. which is really- Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they, yeah they, like, they stay quiet and then they just April announce 15th. the show coming back. But yeah, like, uh, like- We literally been saying like, damn, I wish it was another- I wish it was another season of Infinity Train. Oh, like this, Infinity Train oh, is yeah. such it's such a dope concept. Like like like, like it feels really simple, but mm-hmm. it's because it's just like a train that could have any kind of world on it. It just sounds like mm-hmm. kind of like a cute little kid thing, but they just yeah, yeah. so many they just take it to so many deep and kind of traumatic places, and they just find yeah. these new people to bring on and like the different mm-hmm. perspective. Like, ugh. I wrote a um I wrote a whole piece last year about how it's basically just a kid friendly version of Saw, and like, (laughs) (laughs) and like uh, it's but 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 to kind of bring it back to the point like like I could totally see your I could totally see your music scoring a show like Infinity Train, like it's it's that'd be so fine yeah that'd be so cool I fuck with that but um also. Me and Masai always, you know, talk about doing short, like, films and uh, me scoring them and then her, like, writing the script and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. How, how recently How recently have y'all been talking about that? Like, has that been a thing that's been going on for a while or just, like, just now? It's kind of a new thing. Yeah, it's kind of new, but also I feel like the first time we talked about it was maybe, like, two years ago, probably. I think yeah but I we think haven't so. been like actively working on it but it definitely right. is a concept that we we've talked about before that's yeah. oh yeah that's yeah. Uh, that's so cool so that's actually so so that so that's actually a good way to get back into this other shit I wanted to ask when did you two first meet like when yeah when did you two first meet um, we met um at the show we got booked for for a show we didn't know each other i'm from jersey and she's from brooklyn you know <laughs> but <laughs> but um she ended up playing and she had a crazy ass amazing set and then i don't know we just start we like clicked that same name it was a great show though everybody on the bill was amazing you know yeah it was a, i think was a mike was on the bill too actually he was like a young mike, mike. Yeah. <laughs> like a young yeah. like a young mike like before he even blew up or anything it was crazy to even mm-hmm. be on that bill it was like in 2017 mm-hmm. it was, like, a long and it, time it, the crazy thing yeah it was like it was jen's like first show 
yeah. right? And yeah, she killed sure. it. We were all like, <laughs> like, I remember being, I remember being in the back, like talking to somebody, and we were like, yeah, nah, this is my favorite set right now. But <laughs> it was my first show, but I've done shows before, but it wasn't my, my first solo show. So, but I was work. I was like working. I was in the lab like that year. I didn't go out nowhere. Like I actually went through like um like friendship aches. <laughs> like I was going through like mm-hmm. like breakups with friends and shit and like outgrowing those people and shit like that. And I was so depressed because these are the people I was making music with in my neighborhood, but I was outgrowing them and we were on the same vibe. We were get- it was too much drama. I was like, what the fuck am I in so much drama for, you know? Mm-hmm. So that year, like 2017, I stood home every single day, even in the summertime, mm-hmm. and worked on music, like worked on like having a, I would like picture myself performing live. So that's why I guess that day I killed it because yeah, it I, I was waiting for that moment. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I need this moment. And then from that moment forward, like I, I that how we I didn't go out or anything, but it, it paid off because then you know from that show I started meeting cool ass people like Masai, like. That same day we met, we kind of clicked. Like, we're like, oh, shit, wow. Like, oh, my God, let's meet up. <laughs> she, she came to Jersey sometimes, too. Like, she, she would come to my crib. We'll make music. Yeah. We made, we made we have, like, a song we made back then. That's, like, in her first EP and shit, you know? Yeah, wow. And that was, like, the beginning of us. But we would always be like, oh, my God, we need to start something, a group or do or something. And we were both big. I like Jen because she was chill as fuck. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is my vibe right here. Where because that same day I met like different other people that wanted to work on music, but I remember I uh I, I wanted to link over the side because like I loved her energy, I loved the way she rapped, and she was so calm and chill like me, like just smoking blunt. Like other people I met that day were like so wild and like crazy, yeah, and, and that's like, you know what I mean, like but, different, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's beautiful too, but it's different personalities, I guess. Yeah. I know, like... <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it's it. It's not bad. Like people are outgoing. I mean, yeah. that's fine, of course. But like, you know me, I was just like, I just like clicked inside. I was just like, oh my god, amazing. She had like a fucking sax player and then a drummer, and then she was rapping. Like what? Like, yeah. like who, who, that was an experience. You know, it was crazy because we both had like unique experience because everybody else kind of just rapped. I think, but we had like, it was crazy. We thought about our set and like wanted to give a performance experience. Not I mean, everybody else killed it, but like. The fact that, you know, you brought a drummer and a saxophone player out to, you know, that's thoughtful, you know, you're like, oh, let me put in thought in my set, you know? I so I admire that. And also I was in, I was in bands before, so I love seeing that. I was like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like, like minds connect and especially, mm-hmm. especially, especially in an environment like that. Cause like, you know, just like being at shows, it's really like there's all like there's always going to be people who are hopping all over the place so to find the mm-hmm. one person who's kind of like on the same wavelength as you it's 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 just mm-hmm. kind of you just kind of show up like I can't tell you how many people I've met at shows just off of that you know like mm-hmm. people that like, like I didn't know before I go in and you know I'm still talking to them years later you know like you know mm-hmm. like never mind working with them like so Right. Nah, I feel it like so that's so that's really so that's really crazy to think that y'all were even thinking about like kind of coming together as a duo before before it had even happened or, or or at least for a little while before it had officially happened so like when did so like when did air officially like become a thing that you thought was like oh we're actually going to go all the way with this um that was like 20 that was like the the 
ending or last half of second half of 2019. Yeah, that's when we really was like, all right, all right. Yeah. No more fucking around here. <laughs> we, we wrote this, we, we, Toxic Behavior was our first song. So we were like, wow, <laughs> we need to like write more. <laughs> So, but we we always had the idea of being a duo since we met. Like that was like the first thing. Like we should be a duo. Like that was back <laughs> in 2017. And shit, you know, but it didn't work out because I wasn't going to New York a lot, and like you know, we'll meet up just sometimes. But then 2019, I just became more free and started going to New York every single day. And it was exhausting, but um, we were hanging out all the time. We were like, you know, becoming more and more like in sync and stuff. And then we wrote toxic behavior, and I was like. We're like, okay, no, let's write this album. <laughs> and quarantine kind of helped with that too, because I was just sending beats and she was just getting on them. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so like, so yeah, I guess like, I, I guess like, talk to me about Velocity and like how Velocity came together and like just all of that, because it's, it's like, I tell everybody that I can possibly find about how much I love this album. Like y'all really, y'all really put your whole angle into it. So congratulations, first and foremost. Thank you so much. Thank you. No problem. But yeah, like be like, talk to me about how Velocity came together. Um, yeah, a lot of it came together. Well, like Jen said, Talk to Behavior was the first song we recorded. That's like Jen sending me beats and me being like, oh yeah, this is hard. And then <laughs> uh, I've been linking up to create it or yeah. But once quarantine started, you know, both of us were just like in our bags. Like, yeah, you know, we were out, we were off work. We had more time. We weren't doing shows. We had more time to work yeah. on stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we kind of knocked out the majority of velocity during quarantine, just like a back and forth kind of process of sending each other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think it just kind of reflects, you know, a lot of the feelings that were coming up during quarantine during that time. Um, yeah, just about, you know, I feel like a lot of the songs, at least in regards to my writing, a lot of them are about like social anxiety in one way or the other, or just like being around a lot of people. And I think before quarantine, both of us were just like, out in it <laughs> yeah like, going like, we're with the shows comedy. for real <laughs> yeah and He's then out there every single show get booked every single second play yeah i was saying then, yes to every show like why I yeah, would exactly. <laughs> and then you know it'll be like the same bill yeah same, same you know bill. it was we just, like around was the same people real. yeah it was getting Ooh. real like um feeling like a nine to five or some shit like mm. <laughs> just feeling real like od like the rep- like repetitive i think and so i think a lot of those feelings were there yeah. it did really feel repetitive now i think back at it like <laughs> we were out there like staying up late exhausted mm-hmm. <laughs> <Just> up. <laughs> but it was fun while it lasted i'm so right. glad that shit quarantine happened because i mean you know whatever like COVID was a terrible thing but it also like let it rejuvenate like everything like the community like brought to light some weird whack shit that was hiding in the dark and shit you know right. in the dark of new york city's nightlife you know 
So even like I'm talking about like the hip hop world, but I'm most talking about the dance electronic world, you know, like right. these nightclubs. Predator used to li- live in those nightclubs, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. be weird and like, you know, harass women or even, you know, non-binary or whatever, you know, it was just weird energy all the time. Like, you know, we're so glad that you don't have to live in that and shit. And if it comes back, you know, that's cool, but I hope it doesn't come back to be the same thing it was before, you know? Right. You know, there, yeah, the, yeah, there was definitely a lot of reckoning that needed to be done on like micro and macro scales in that regard. And I think, uh, um, I think that, I think that, uh, I think that people, or at least I hope people are going to be more committed to like keeping every, every space possible safe because like, that's what, because like, that's, what's gonna like on top of, on top of wanting to, you know, like have precautions and set for COVID safe safety and all that, like people want to feel safe like like especially especially the performers and just like having to you know like it's it's a place like you have to be not a place you want to be so it should be like doubly safe and protected because of that like right motherfuckers are wild exactly Mm -hmm. but you know covid really did come through and just you know rejuvenated everything yeah like a fresh start and People say they want to go back to normal, but I hope it's not the normal that we were living in before. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah normal, exactly. normal is normal is not what we're trying to go back to. It's it's yeah, like no. like I think that's really interesting because that's not really a perspective you hear a lot, especially when it comes to like the music community. Because like we all miss shows, we all you know, like people miss performing, people mm-hmm. miss going to shows and being you know like in a community. But we don't mm-hmm. often think about how. Uh, how nice it is just kind of like have a or, or like nice is kind of a fucked up word to use but like just how <laughs> like just having a break can kind of just give you new perspective and just like put you on just 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 make you appreciate it a little more and just come back mm-hmm. and make it new yeah. in some way like that's that's also really important to consider because like burnout's really real in every facet of this whole entertainment industry like we really we really work ourselves to death on this shit so it's mm-hmm. so important to just have that moment to say like, hey, like I'm gonna take these, you know, eight, nine, 10 months a year and just chill and make music at my pace mm-hmm. and do it the way I wanna do it and not have to be, you know, in six different places in a week, you know, like right. that's important. Mm-hmm. That like, you know, your health is everything. Your, your, your well being is everything, so. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and yeah, like that really, and like, and like that's the thing about that's the thing about this project is that it feels it feels like you two, like you said, you were in your bag. Like it just felt like it just felt like the energy and everything was just right. And like y'all both brought your A game. Like so, like so, like while y'all were creating this project, did you have did you have like a favorite song or like a really like dope moment that was like, damn, like we really killed that shit right now. Like, <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I felt that way a little bit every time um, when Messiah would send me like the stems. Because think about it, we weren't linking up really because it was COVID. So we didn't experience those aha moments together, I guess, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But for me, uh, um, honestly, every song that she sent from now, I was like, oh my fucking God. But when she when she sent uh some shit and she ripped that like sample type beat, I was like, wow, <laughs> this album is gonna be amazing. But then when I made the interlude, you know, as well, I was like, 
that was like the last thing I did. And that was like, it was like a gray sealed for the project for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I feel like toxic behavior was a big, probably aha moment in the beginning too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That Just one, because we were all together and shit. So yeah, we were together. Yeah. And I didn't want to record and then niggas forced me to. <laughs> we were like I got halfway through the verse and I was like nah I just need to I just need to memorize it I like to I like to memorize shit like before I do it or at least have a good understanding in my pocket before I record and that gens especially that 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 be is fast as fuck so I was like damn nah let me come back let me come back got halfway through the verse everybody in the room was like no go go they peer yeah, pressure into it, but I'm happy that they did. Yeah, because we got it done that same day and we didn't right. even have to go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, we turned we turned off the lights and everything so she could finish the verse. Oh damn. There was mad people in the room. <laughs> wow. like, right, do you do you want us to turn off the lights? So we did. Oh. And then she finished that shit. She killed it. It was like she was in solo mode. <laughs> low, low key that's like a movie moment like like that's really like the moment where it's just like the the like the everything's at stake let me get this like that's that's right <laughs> wow i love that <laughs> um uh can i tell y'all my favorite song on this project yeah yeah sure because mine because because mine is some shit i think some shit uh, is my yes, favorite song that's right. some shit. Yeah. yeah that one's crazy yo like yeah just just why, why like, is it your favorite song because um because i love the vocal sample and the way you chop the drums just really like really uh, i hate the word wonky but it just sounds like it just sounds like really it's just got this really cool like almost like lopsided energy to it and yeah, the it, way it swings, was able- i feel that it swings to the side mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> swing, swing to the side. <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> yeah and yeah, like just the way you were able to ride yeah. that beat is just like it just it just yeah, you just really opened it up. It was really dope. Yeah, the way she like, rapped on that was crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, the way I made that beat, um, well, you guys know the song, whatever. But um, I put it onto my OPZ and then I chopped it up, and then I was playing around with like different sections of the song and shit, and then. It was for me. It was like the baseline. Like as soon as I heard the baseline align and shit, like in a weird way, it made a new baseline groove. I was like, "Wow, this is really an amazing like sample type beat." <laughs> like, I didn't even have to do much. Once I heard that, I just let it be, and I made two different like types of arrangements, and then that's it. That was the beat. Right. Took like five minutes. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's just like it it all it like it all just came together so well. And mm-hmm. it really and, and and like it really just put me in a zone because that's that's one of the shorter songs on the project too. It's like mm-hmm. it's like not even two minutes, right? It's like really short. Yeah, it's like yeah. So. one minute and thirty seconds. Or there it is, yeah. Like and, and yeah, just it's just so potent, and that's and and that's one of the things I love about this project as a whole is that it's so potent and it's mm-hmm. so varied. Like there's so many different sounds going on here, like and mm-hmm. just yeah. I, like I like I love it. You you can like it really kept me guessing. At least the first time I listened to it, like it just kept me guessing every time, and like in, in like a good way, you know, like not like in a confusing, oh, wow. like a I want to hear what what else is coming next type of way. So, oh, that's great. Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Thank you so much. 
um so like while you so so like while y'all were creating like even though you weren't creating <laughs> together like were, were there any like was there like did film kind of play a role in the way you guys were kind of crafting this album like were there any like outside influences on in the way you were writing or producing or like anything you could think of hmm. that's a good question Thank um, you. <laughs> um i think that i mean i don't know if it is film itself that informs the narratives of creating but I know that when I'm in certain moods, I definitely want to watch certain types of films and I'm probably creating certain types of art at the same time or talking about certain things because that's like the general mood that I'm in. I'm thinking like during quarantine where I was making, where I was writing most of the shit for Velocity, like I was definitely having crazy ass dreams. I was in my real trippy bag, like mm. off the soberness. Cause I actually wasn't smoking cause I got COVID in March. So oh. last year, like a year from now. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, it was, I was slightly symptomatic. Like I was symptomatic, but it wasn't, I was still able to function, you know? Okay. It wasn't, it was like mild. Um, but I'm happy you were yeah and so I was watching things like that as well okay like it's trippy wow like uh I wow I, I I don't I don't even know what to say to that like just wow um yeah how I'm well yeah like yeah yeah like more than anything I'm happy you recovered because like that's that's wild um but actually yeah so now um so like so like as a multimedia artist and someone who's like incorporated like art pieces into like including including like film and movie stuff into your work with like a lot of different things like like this film i guess this is kind of like a variation on the on 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 the same question but like how does but like does film play a role in like how you create music in general as well like does that like especially especially with a project like with the shifts which feels very which feels kind of very cinematic in a way almost like a whole bunch of little vignettes chopped up into songs mm. um oh well yeah, yeah, yeah i think like from yeah for i'm thinking about or for with the shifts um particularly um and a lot of my EPs actually, so I'm like, I think I'm thinking of visuals and ways to convey it as well as I'm thinking about writing it. The visuals don't always happen, but they're definitely planned. And sometimes they just don't get executed um, <laughs> in the past. But um, yeah, visual shit, film shit. I think it's a good way to like, if you have some music, like it, you're already telling this through an audio story. So it's like, if you add the elements of visual to it, it only makes, it only makes um, the story more vivid and it resonates with people more when there's like an image to it as well. Not just audio, you know, audio and visual. 
Right. And to take that a step further, like doing that in spaces. That's why I like plays. And that's also why I like um, mm. like curating shit because on top of audio and visual, you also get to like have this like full sensory kind of like experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I could, yeah, I could tell that's something, that's something that you really favor because you've done it quite a few times. And like, it's almost like, like it almost sounds to me and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost sounds to me like you kind of start from like a visual place when you're creating and then just kind of like expand out from there. Is that kind of what you're saying? Or is, is that a little, is that a little off base? I think it's probably the, I think it's probably the opposite. I think I probably start through like, writing and audio and then visual after but visual is definitely there as well though got you yeah Yeah. i think yeah i think uh i yeah i think your i think your history with plays and musicals i i I think that's a really cool wrinkle in there like i actually meant to ask you about this before um do you have do you do you do you have do you have like a favorite player or musical either that you've seen somewhere like that you were like in yourself that um that kind of piqued your curiosity about how all that connects at first mm, i'm trying to think i've seen a couple of plays on and off broadway um hmm. wait are you saying when i connected uh like music to yeah, to just yeah, to just like the overall like your overall artistic um yeah, it's like your overall artistic vision of everything just like cuz like you're talking about how mm, every okay. how, how, just like all, all of the different parts come together with like the visuals mm-hmm. and, the music and everything. And the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah, I went to see like Porgy and Bess on Broadway. Um also I had a big like I like a lot of fantasy shit. So I love like the Wiz or Wizard of Oz or like shit like um, uh, Willy Wonka, like Johnny Depp films and shit like that. But um, yeah, so I went to see Wicked, which is like the sequel to The Wizard of Oz on Broadway. Those are all really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen Wicked too. I saw, um, I may, maybe not when it first came out, but like, yeah, yeah, especially, especially with the especially with the Wizard of Oz movie connection, it's kind of hard not to think about them in, it's, it's kind of hard not to think about those two things coming together that way. Cause like, cause like, I feel like, I feel like like as Americans, it's just kind of like, like you're almost like required to grow up watching the Wizard of Oz at some point. Like, it's just a thing you watch, it's just there. It's just like mm-hmm. a reference point, just like in like your deepest subconscious, like, just there so like you everybody has that um everybody just has that and watching something like wicked and just have it have it um visualized like in right in front of you is is Mm. really something and then uh um and then and then i remember when i saw the other disney movie the oz the great and powerful the one that was like a it, it was like that was also kind of sort of it, it wasn't kind of sort of it was staged like a play and they even did the whole like it started out in uh black and white and uh full screen and then it goes to color and widescreen like 
Mm. like that is really cool i love i love like multimedia stuff like that that plays with perspective and history Mm -hmm. all that dope shit and like i get that from your music like it's like yeah like just just, especially a project like especially a project like velocity and with the shifts they just feel very like they just feel fully realized and atmospheric in that way if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. that's what draws me to that stuff for sure Facts. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. And yeah, um, uh, to bring it back to Jen, like you produce so many different <laughs> kinds of music. Like it's not e- like like it's just it jumps everywhere from rap to dance to electronic. Like you, you you're just you're just somebody who's. I mean, I mean, like you you kind of told us just in the type of music you were listening to as a kid. It, like it, it shows it shows that you were jumping all over the place. And uh, um, I was wondering with you, like, like, have, like, have film and movies inspired the way you kind of approach creating an atmosphere in your music? Like, has that ever played a role in the way you flesh out your, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, like musical worlds? <laughs> um, I don't think so, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I love film and um, I love film and movies and shows and stuff like that, but when I'm making music, I feel like I always get inspired by other music or like outside things. Obviously, movies too, but like I don't feel like I get my inspirations from like the sound that I want to make. I guess you know, I don't know. <laughs> but I guess it's just from different sounds and rhythm that I grew up with and listened to like um, throughout my life and stuff like that, rather than films. But I love movies though. Like I would stop making a beat to go watch a movie to like go back to making a beat as a break, you know. <laughs> Jen, sometimes sometimes you'll say shit like like sometimes Jen will say shit like she'll play me like something that she just made. She definitely <laughs> visualizes it often. Like you're like, oh yeah, it reminds me of this pr- very particular image or story. Or like it sounds like <laughs> you do that a lot. Ooh, okay. well, I guess I do it unconsciously. I don't. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right, uh, no. well, there is there is some songs like that I would make, but it reminds me of a certain like type of vibe, like uh-huh. setting, more like a setting than a movie right. scene or something like that. Okay. You know, yeah. like yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. well, that's cool too. You know, like it's like you really like you really can't go wrong finding inspiration in any kind of visual like that like you could just look out your window and be like damn like i want to create something that sounds like that like sidewalk crack like <laughs> like it's 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 like like i'm sure it's more complicated than that well, <laughs> well like for example with like sonic liberation like each song on that album kind of sounds like the name that i wrote like like the first song is called up late and if you listen to the beat, it sounds like, you know, like a beat that you, like, wow, it sounds like nighttime or something like that, or like early morning or something like that. That's, I guess, what you mean when I say, like, I just picture certain settings or, like, scenarios for my music and shit, you know, mm-hmm. which could correlate to, like, a movie scene or something like that. I haven't right, exactly. put those two together until, like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, no, I can see it because, like, like that's one of the things I love about movies is that you know like we watch them and I feel like they've almost like they've like permanently mutated at least for me like movies have permanently mutated the way that I perceive the world like when I remember things like 
Yeah, like when I remember things, I remember them like I like cut memories together like I'm editing a movie. You know, like mm. like you think about like a really like cool party or just like it's just like a time when you're chilling with people and like even if even if you weren't watching something from somebody's perspective, it's like you're doing like the whole like shot reverse shot thing and like editing super fast between like high octane moments and like dwelling mm -hmm. on the slow moments. And I'm actually happy you brought up Sonic Liberation because that's, yeah, you know, like stuff like stuff like Uplaid and like Sonic Cleanse and Time Passing. It, like, I get what you're saying when you say that like you're create like you're creating stuff to kind of like suit the title or at least that or at least it's like reflective of the title like yeah. I think that's dope and yeah. I think there's a yeah like there's like to me personally there's like a cinematic quality to the way you bring those visuals to life because those two like I guess that's just my I guess that's just the way my brain works but like I can you like know, if like, I knew how to do animation that would be so lit like that's what I want to get into next <laughs> Like doing animation and like putting the animation because like I want to do videos and like I like doing like physical me in the video type shit too but I also want to do like more like abstract stuff that goes well with my music and stuff you know mm -hmm. yeah that's why um that's one of the reasons I loved uh, the video you and concept it because <laughs> like because like because like it kind of it kind of um it kind of split the difference between like the abstract animation and like green screenish stuff and YouTube mm -hmm. being in the video. It's like a nice little gateway into that mm -hmm. if you were to like explore that further. That's fire. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Um uh also your work um you have the project with Nappy Mina coming soon, which like mm -hmm. congrats on that. Like y'all sound great together. I was just listening to the song like Thank a couple you, days yeah. ago when it first yeah. came out yeah <laughs> it's funny because uh messiah like was like you and Napoli should work together like oh word oh yeah. damn <laughs> nah. i knew it because i could tell i could tell Nappy nina has the range you know to get on yeah she does get on Jim's beats like for sure oh yeah like it, it's it's it's, it's fun working with her it's awesome i love it dope experience besides on the project too actually oh yeah you, we're gonna find that out on, on Wednesday, but I'll tell you, Kia's on it too. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> this won't be um this won't be coming out until probably next week. So like, okay, yeah. okay, the album <laughs> drops like on Friday. So. Well, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. But no, I think um, so like I have this thing where I look at like one producer, one rapper collabs as like a like depending on who depending on who seems to be more well I, well I don't want to say who seems to be more in control but there's always like a there's always like a director actor relationship there with me right like mm -hmm. and of course like depending depending on how it goes like sometimes like sometimes y'all sometimes y'all are both directors sometimes you're both actors sometimes it's one or the other like if you had to pick one of those to be like, like working with I guess we could start with working with Masai. Like working with Masai, would you consider yourself to be more like someone who's like in front of or behind the camera when it comes to how y'all made Velocity? That's a weird question now that I just said it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, with Velocity, uh, Air is a duo that right. we, you know, we came together to create. So I feel like, you know, we both play equal parts in um, of course. Air. 
of course, you know. But with Napanina, I kind of feel the same way, you know, because at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm the producer, so it has to be like a neutral, like, we're both present, you know, in the in the creation of it, you know, because, mm-hmm. well, with my experience, I feel like, you know, the producer, you know, goes hand in hand with the rapper, of course, you know, so, you know, yeah, I don't know, I feel like they both shine in one way because me personally when i look at dual projects i look at both you know always you know mm-hmm. like blue and exile and Doom and mad lib you know like uh-huh. i look at both sides you know knowledge and anderson path yeah you know so yeah we both we love both of them you know what i mean so mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel that and i really want to like destroy that like destroy the idea because i think a lot of the times like producers like aren't um valued um in like mainstream music and shit it's just like people don't see that like it's a it's literally like a 50 50 effort if not sometimes more effort on the producer's part you know and I feel like yeah like that's a big thing for me as a vocalist who you know sources my beats through collaborating with people like that their presence and their musicality is like making up so much of what I'm even able to do with it you know I feel like that's like super important like in my personal projects like it's you know when I'm sourcing from different people it's like okay yeah I curated these beats you know I curated putting these beats together as one project but there's you know whole beings that are behind creating it and with velocity yeah definitely it's a duo and we both were like okay i feel like we both contributed yeah we both come to the table with ideas and Mm -hmm. you know different things who wants to master it or anything you know like I mix a lot of stuff, you know, I mix the Napanina's project, I mix the velocity, I mix the with the shifts. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's always good to like keep everybody in mind. And especially with the shifts, you know, like all the producers that were on that project are amazing, you know. And it really, you know, stands out too as well. Like I listened to Messiah, but I also listened to like wow, like all these producers leveled up as well and like mm-hmm came together to create a fire-ass project, you know? Right. No, yeah, that's definite facts because we definitely don't give the producers enough credit. Like, Mm -hmm. you could even, you could even, like, the Grammys were last night. And um, to me, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, like, the Grammys acknowledge producers and things or, like, or, like, not even just the Grammys, but, like, in general, I feel like awards and things like like they recognize producers but if they do it'll be like off camera you know like you don't you don't ever see you don't ever see anybody like on a tv take home producer of the year you know and like that's i think that's so unfair considering like mm-hmm. how much work you do in crafting like like there's no music without you you know like it's all yeah, just, like, work, which is <laughs> like which is cool like the word is fine but like you know, like music is like, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's 50, 50, you know, like it's, it's like, that's just so important to the, that's just so important. Like just not even to any one specific thing, but like music is important, 
you know like yeah and sound is important it's yeah. you know like sound like synth sounds or like lead piano you know that all that is important drums you know like that's what gets you moving at the end of the day you know yeah and of know. course the vocals too of course you know but that's always a given you know mm-hmm. and yeah like and yeah and yeah like i want to um like i want to take out some time because i realized i didn't do this at the beginning of the episode but like you recorded you recorded the like you made the fucking song for this podcast like that's like yeah. and you know like i wanted to just say i really appreciate that because that's like that quality is what attracted me to your music like like it makes me move thank you so you much know? for having me for that no, no problem like it was really fun like, it was like, really fun making it like thank you for doing it you know like just like yeah just like even taking a chance on like on someone who's like just starting on this like this is all like interviewing is second nature to me but like doing this i'm still like i'm still feeling all of this out so mm-hmm. like so for you to even just be like oh cool like i'm down like you know it's like i like the respect is just super duper mutual like i'm really i'm fucking with both of you like that's why you're here so you know like <laughs> just thank you um uh so before so before so before we get out of here i uh i wanted to touch on a little bit of trending movie news because movies are great and uh by the time no i think just before this podcast drops uh the king kong and godzilla movie is coming out and i wanted to know i wanted to know if i wanted to know if uh, if either of y'all had a relationship with either king kong or godzilla movies growing up like yeah, like, was there ever a period of time where you watched a King Kong or a Godzilla movie and were, like, really into it at all? Me, personally, um, when I saw King Kong, I was just like, wow, this is crazy. But then I found out that it was just a remake from, like, older movies, and I don't know why I got turned off by that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I thought it was new when I was young, but it wasn't. It's like, they always make you one. In every generation, yeah. trying right. to bring it back. Like for me, I don't know. I, I always thought that was weird, you know. I get it. Yeah, like because I um, like I had a, I had I kind of knew that it was a remake, but it wasn't something that like, like I don't think I had ever seen the original, and I just like watched the new one because uh, um, you're talking about the one with uh, um, Jack Black and like Naomi Watts and people, right? The one where they like I think on so, the- like the older one. Yeah, the way yeah. older one. Like, cause like, cause like, I was really into Lord of the Rings when those came out, and I remember being like, "Oh shit, the Lord of the Rings dude made this movie!" Like, I gotta go watch it, and it was, and it was like cool and everything, but then I saw like the old, cause it, cause there's like the very old one from the '30s, and then there's the one from the '70s they made, and he's exactly. like, exactly crazy. It, it's just, yeah, I get what, like, like, like I get what you're saying <laughs> about how. uh about how that can be weird just it's like, like um it's like what a lot of disney movies do they're just coming out with new versions of the same story especially now mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of making like new ideas exactly i guess I as know. a kid i don't know i thought that it was just using the same idea over and over again like we're cycling yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like yeah, and it's yeah, and it's like if you're not gonna if you're not gonna offer a new perspective, like it can be cool to watch, and like it can even be like a great movie in its own right. But like, if you're not gonna offer a new perspective, it's like, 
you know, it's it, it, it doesn't I, I, I don't want to say it's not worth it, but it doesn't it, it doesn't really mean as much, mm-hmm. at, at least to me. So I feel you there. Yeah. I feel you there. Um, I am. I like I watched. I think I had a little a King Kong moment for sure. Like me and my family, like with my family, it was like more like a family moment where my family loved to watch King Kong movies. And like really got into it. I went to see Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Good movie. In the movies. And I just remember being on my toes the whole time. Cause I'm like, what the fuck? These apes are fucking talking and fucking smarter than us, about to fucking take over the world like a magic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, what about um uh what about Godzilla? Was there like like do y'all have any fond memories of Godzilla at all? I have yeah, yeah. no, I don't really have any relationship to Godzilla. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but the, I think that is cool that is it it's a mashup? Yeah. Um yeah, that's that's pretty cool that they're that they're fusing it. I know like anybody who's like a big fan of King Kong and a big fan of Godzilla is like going nuts about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely am. Cause I was, cause yeah, I grew up liking Godzilla a lot. I didn't like, I haven't seen many of the movies, but I've seen enough to be like, I mean, like he's like, he's, he's, he's just like a big lizard who breathes fire. Like that's just, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just hard, just like on principle to me. So, um, uh, and then they, and then they came back and made, uh, they came back and made that, uh, the newer one from 2014, which was not good. It's not a good movie, but then they made the other one, which I just watched for the first time in three years last night, uh, King of the Monsters, which is just like, it's, it's mostly just all the monsters fighting. It's just like Godzilla and, um, Mothra and King Ghidorah. And a bunch of others, just like a whole bunch of just really cool monsters, just like fighting each other and crashing into buildings. And it's just like, it's just fun, you know, or like as fun as something like that can be, you know, it's, it's, it's just, a, it's just a good time. And uh, like they made, um, they also made a new King Kong movie or, or a newer one, Kong Skull Island. So they're kind of bringing them two together off of all of that. It's going to be like a, it's not going to be like the Avengers because they're. I don't think they're teaming up, but like, they're going to beat each other up, and people are hyped. <laughs> um. So. Um. So like. So yeah. Like I guess. Uh. Yeah. So I guess to kind of like wrap this up, like, if y'all had to choose between King Kong and Godzilla, who y'all got? If you had to pick one, just like off of like King Kong. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna choose King Kong as well, just off of um, just off the fact that I know King Kong better. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so yeah, you obviously have Godzilla. So yeah, it was that I mean, obvious. <laughs> a lizard versus like, come on, like King Kong has to be smarter than this nigga, like. <laughs> He's an ape. Like apes are smart ass animals, you know. Right. Lizards, like, <laughs> well, they're reptilian. They're not that smart. They don't even have feelings. Right. <laughs> See, 
I don't agree, but I can't really argue with that because, like, because like in the because tra- like in the trailer, he's really like making like tools. Like, like King Kong is making tools and shit, and like mm-hmm. jumping at him with tools. And like, it's gonna be a fight, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm Team Godzilla all the way. That's just that's just how that's just how it's always been for me. But yeah. I like them both. <laughs> but fire, fire, breathing. If somebody, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of OD. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that shit is tough. So it's 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 just it's just gonna be it's gonna be a fight and it's gonna be a good time and I can't wait to see it. it it's 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 just one of those things you don't even really really like need to know anything about either of them to just you know just like the monkey the, the monkey and the lizard are fighting like who's gonna win? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That's 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 super Let's fun. See, uh, once the movie is out, I'm going on Twitter and see what people say. Yeah, you know, because I'm not watching that probably. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because because it seems to me like most people are Team Godzilla right now, but there's like a few there's a few King Kong people out there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, there, there's there's there, there, there's probably more than a few, but like people are just people people are just you know, it just is what it is. Like it's probably gonna wind up being either of them. When, like it, it's just gonna be one of those things. Where, like they, it's a tie, and they gotta go like beat up fucking like mecha godzilla or something like who even i see that <laughs> yeah i can see that so mm-hmm. who even knows but um uh but yeah this was yeah that's basically it like i really love what you guys are doing and um i really appreciate y'all even taking time out of your day it's been almost fucking two hours like thank y'all for taking almost two hours to just talk to me about movies and bullshit like I this a lot. That was fun. Yeah, this was Thank fun. It's me. nice to I like it's nice to interview about things too that's not fully related to music. Yeah. Talk about you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One. <laughs>